0: Hello! Good day, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Magic the First Pioneers podcast. This podcast is all about the Pioneer format, and we keep our listeners up to date with what is new, interesting, and powerful in the world of Pioneer. I am Kevin Finkel, your host, joined here by my co-host and our returning guest.
1: Hey, everybody. This is Ryan, the Japan Obvious. Hope everyone's doing well. Uh, Really excited to uh, talk about this topic today. But first, uh, let's uh, turn it over to our special guest. Yeah, hello
2: everyone, Uh, it's Edgar here, Amit, and it's been a while, it's been a long while actually, so I'm super glad to be back, and I'm excited for this topic as well.
1: Yeah, congrats again on getting that new job.
2: Yeah, I got a new job, I moved to a new apartment, I basically um, changed my whole life, I think,
1: Mm. these
2: past couple (laughs) of months. Uh, Yeah. It's been a bit busy, but good kind Mm. of busy, and... Now we have internet, and I'm back to jamming some uh, magic
1: games. So, hopefully, back on Twitch in the near future.
2: Yeah, I actually wanted to stream today, but it was the showcase challenge, and I was ten QPs short. So, uh-huh. that's kind of rough. That's fine.
0: Huh. What would you have taken, just out of curiosity? So that's Phoenix. a trick question. Ask Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So I <laughs> I've got to make you at least say it. I got to make you say it.
2: Yesterday I would have said Phoenix, and I actually said Phoenix Ooh. on the Tech Patreon, huh. and then I played a couple more leagues, and I just got smashed by vampires. And I kind of think Ooh. that should have been the choice for this showcase challenge. Um, vampires are pretty sick right now. I just until people starting mm-hmm. running Apostle of Purifying Light again.
0: So, yeah, I mean, I was looking at the showcase from yesterday, or what was it yesterday? Challenge from yesterday yeah. was uh, five vampires decks in the top eight.
2: Seriously? Oh my god, I didn't know it was yeah. five. <laughs> that is insane. Yeah. I've seen, um, yep, there we I go. think the finalist or first place, Henry Middstein. um he was playing one main deck, Blood Baron of Viscopa, and two more in the sideboard for the mirror match. Nice. That is that five seems like a good way to go about it for you. Yeah.
1: So could we say like you know ecarus is kind of like the the Dracula? You know, he's the father of all vampire decks, kind of. Well, wouldn't that make him the sword Markov? Is he the Soren Markov? If if we're doing MTG, you know, or Edgar, okay, right? yeah edgar edgar Markov, or
0: edgar wait, wait yeah. which one did i say i said soren yes yeah I meant edgar I meant edgar
2: i mean it's my second yes. i, it's hey, actually, I like, feel like my i need sure name, a little bit of uh my surname is edgar
1: with a t oh. so nice um, huh. that is on brand nice edgar markov <laughs> uh, i gotta say one of <laughs> yeah. my
2: favorite things about this year in pioneer is the fact that vampires and phoenix my probably my two favorite decks ever are just the Two of the top dogs in the format, so I'm jumping uh. a bit into the topic here, but uh, definitely been refreshing.
0: Yeah. Hey, well, that's that's uh, perfectly on brand to introduce our topic today, which is going to be a 2021 pioneer in review. Mm. Uh, a little bit of just look back on what all happened in 2021. Um, go over our thoughts for 2021, the new cards, what's been good for the format, you know, specifically looking at Pioneer, decks that have come out, cards that have come out, and uh, just everything we liked or mm. disliked about 2021 from a Pioneer perspective.
1: Yes, yes. So much happened. I mean, when I was preparing for this uh, episode, you know, there's a lot more stuff that we could talk about that I thought I was going to be able to talk about, so I'm excited.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, looking back at what was popular deck-wise a year ago today, uh, big differences, so mm-hmm. Interesting.
1: So uh, I'll start us off. Uh, first question for you guys. Uh, what are your overall thoughts on Pioneer in 2021? Like, you know, was it a good year for for the format? Was it a bad year? Was it a so-so format? For, sorry, so-so year? What do you think? I think it's been strong. I think it's been very strong. Yeah? You want to ex- uh, kind of uh, expound on that? You want to go over some... Examples. yeah you know just
0: giving high level thoughts i just think it's been a lot of metas that are enjoyable a lot of metas that are interesting to play um strong new deck types have come up and you know come and gone i think that there's been ebbs and flows in the meta i think that there's been uh new people playing it mm-hmm. i think it's been a really good time to being a pioneer fan okay um you know i'll talk probably i feel like a lot of what i'm gonna be thinking is going to be influenced by what's most recent but uh I'll definitely go back on like what I saw throughout the year as well as kind of where we are now.
1: Okay, what about you? But let's hear what your guys' yeah. thoughts are. Yeah, Ekros, how about you? How do you feel about Pioneer this year? So first of
2: all, I agree with Kevin. This was the metagame since the Vans, which I'm, I wasn't a fan of all of them, but it's just been pretty good. You know, the things have fluctuated. We've had multiple different best decks, um, although some of them were a bit better than the others, I think, overall. But I think even in, if you look like and overall the format and not like the gameplay itself, you can say that mm-hmm. Pioneer had a really tough couple of years with COVID. And I think this year we're seeing a bounce back. Uh, we're seeing paper mm-hmm. events coming back. And we're seeing streamers picking up the format. We're seeing uh, just more yep. generally positive yep. talk about the format. I opened uh, Twitch mm-hmm. today because it's the showcase challenge. And yeah, there weren't many Pioneer streamers, but the four that were there were like, um, Canister, waffle Tapa, and like two more big ones. And it was amazing. That's really awesome. Yellow Hat.
0: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Gabriel Nasif was one of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sneaky Masato was there with kind of usual numbers, but that was, you know, a dozen people watching, not, a, not the 400 and something that each of those was getting. Yeah, I saw that as well this morning. Really great to see a lot of people streaming it. And it's been pretty common. You know, every single weekend I can find multiple streamers. I'm finding streamers that are streaming, you know, multiple times a week Pioneer content people that are producing youtube content that, mm-hmm. that's definitely one of those things i wanted to
1: touch on yeah. it's been really good Maybe lately a little bit later we can go into more detail um yeah i agree with you guys it's been a, a good year if not it could have been an amazing year but i feel like the entire year um pioneers been fighting with like a hand tied behind their back like with just like the lack of support from uh, other avenues from the big from the Until recently, like, the big, uh, you know, companies didn't really, you know, talk about it. They didn't make content for it. Um, And, like, Wizards, you know, only recently, um, you know, did a couple things to kind of show support for Pioneer. But even, you know, beside all that, you know, the, the players have kept pushing forward. And, you know, like you said, they've been creating more content and stuff like that. And I think that's really... Put it in a good spot, uh, just kind of like organically and naturally. I feel that it's you know it's in a really good spot going forward, and you know, excited to see what it's gonna do next year for sure. Um, but anyways, uh, that was my first question. Next question I want to ask you guys is okay. So you know. 2021 was a good year uh what kind of decks or new strategies did we see in 2021 what would you guys like to talk about
0: Ooh, so i always want to go historical and and just kind of jump back to um where we started this year um just because you know one big thing happened at the beginning of this year and hasn't happened since is a ban in pioneer Mm -hmm. um so february of this year we saw kind of the second big wave of bans in pioneer and this banned out the Uppsala Spells deck, it banned out Teferi, it banned out Uro, and it banned out Wilderness Reclamation. Yeah. Um, so those were kind of the holdovers after the really, really big ban wave last year, which took out, you know, Kethis, um, the Inverter deck, took out the Ballista combo, mm-hmm. and took out the Lotus part, of, or the, uh, the Breach part of Lotus Breach.
1: I would say, that's actually, I mean, is it, they only banned like one time this whole year. Isn't that kind of crazy? Yeah, we're, we're going on 10 months now without a ban. Um,
0: Kind of along with, you know, most of the big formats haven't been hit since that early ban. You know, Modern got the big bans at the same uh-huh. time. Legacy got the bans at the same time. And I don't think either of those formats have
1: been hit since, uh, along with Pioneer, which is nice to see. I mean, I, li- like, I, I, I that makes me feel good, right? That there's only been like one ban this whole year. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, Standard hasn't had a ban in over a year, has it? That's interesting. Just a, just as a thought. Mm-hmm. Anyways,
2: yeah, it feels yeah, like it the cars are a bit more balanced recently. Um, mm-hmm. Some are a bit egregious yeah. still, but it's like, it's not too bad. <laughs> and
0: some are just egregiously weak. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
2: I do want to say two things about this. Oh, oh two and a half things. Uh, first of all, is whenever people Ooh. talk about that ban, And I, like, I remember that Oops was banned as part of these decks. I get a bit, like, I die from the inside a bit. Because I keep forgetting that deck existed. And then I remember it. I'm like, oh, man, I miss it. Um, Didn't you play that for a little (laughs) bit?
1: Hmm? Didn't you play it for a little bit? I thought that was, like, one of your pet decks.
2: I did. I mean, it was, it's not the kind of deck I usually play. But I think it was actually just broken. And Mm -hmm. I played it pretty well. And I had a good build, I think, so it was just so much fun. Um, Mm. I was running, like, I was speedrunning leagues in an hour. Um, Nice. mm. So that's one thing. The second thing I said, you said no bans, and I'm looking at the list of cards. Like, I was going through the sets that we got this year, and I was writing down the cards that were impactful for Pioneer. And with each consecutive set, we got more and more impactful cards. So, I think mm-hmm. we might be getting to a point where we're getting to a critical mass of well, maybe something needs to be done, although I don't think we're there yet uh, wise, but the trend is yeah. like I can than...
0: believe that um, the... I know it's been a conversation we've been having a lot recently on the podcast is you know discussing bans. you know we we're talking about unbans recently on our last episode because uh you know modern was doing a gauntlet with that, mm-hmm. but we we have been bringing it up a lot as like are we getting to the point where something might be bannable? And, uh, you know, it's always an interesting conversation. If you have any strong thoughts on it, you know, we haven't had you on the show in a while. Feel free to share them. But w- w- I feel like I've said my piece. <laughs> mm.
1: uh, yeah, we can like also touch sentence. on the bannings.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. i just give a sentence on the format right now. I think it's amazing. I don't think yeah. we need a ban. Um, I genuinely <laughs> awesome. look at the decks and it's like, you can do a bunch of different things. So pretty mm-hmm. good about oh, that.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. So going back, um, best strategies, back, best decks to come out of Pioneer in twenty twenty one. So we got Kaldheim, we got uh, uh, Adventures uh, in the Forgotten Realms, Strixhaven, Midnight Hunt, and Crimson Valley. I want to say those are the ones that we had because I think Zendikar was last year. So yeah, even twenty
2: one was last year.
1: Yeah. What? Yeah, of course. What decks would you like guys like to talk about? I and mean, you want to do like around two, two each maybe? Ooh. Is that you... sure? Well, why? Why do you guys go ahead and I'll fill in the gaps here. Sure. You know, want to go so. first? Uh, I'll talk
0: Emin. about anything.
2: <laughs> I want you to go first. Me? Yeah.
1: Um, I have four well,
2: decks and I need to choose between them. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> well, goblins I think became viable. It's still like a tier <laughs> two. Uh, Man, me and, yeah. Ryan,
0: me and me and I'm gonna have to check that off of our list. We were both gonna talk about goblins. <laughs> yes, I, I didn't think you would. So,
1: <laughs> but yeah, I thought goblins uh, kind of it still needs some some work, but uh, people were playing it in um, you know in leagues and stuff like that. So I think still people you know play it to kind of keep people off guard. It's a fun deck, but uh, that's something that wasn't viable before. And the other one I wanted to talk about is Monoblue spirits, which recently I think. Um, showed up in, I, I don't know about online and leagues and stuff, but it's showing up a lot in paper here in Japan. A lot of 30- and 40-person events uh, have seen it, you know, do rather well. And that's because of all the, the good uh, blue spirits that we got from, um, you know, Midnight's Hunt and I think I think Midnight Hunt mostly, but I think Crimson Vale may, may have gave it a, a couple as well, which is cool to see, like, different flavors of a deck that was already... Um, how can I say uh, viable? You know, blue white spirits. Uh, so those are my first two decks. Uh, how about you guys? So, so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll talk about the
0: elephant in the room. Do, do you want me to help you out here? Ahmed? i I can talk about a couple more, or if you want me to jump in here before you, uh, to help narrow down your list because I've got a couple broad ones. Maybe if I'm allowed to do that. Um, the two <laughs> things I really wanted to talk about is. It's kind of a recent trend, but I feel like mid-range has kind of come back into the format. That mm-hmm. um, it felt really kind of dead on mid-range for a long time. We sort of had Niv to light as, like, the pseudo mid-range deck of the format, and that was kind of about it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of mid-range decks have been doing really strongly recently. Um, so, basically, black mid-range decks, mm-hmm. red mid-range decks. You know, the the, the red decks have yep. kind of turned into a mid-range chunky red again. Yep, yep. Um, the black decks, we're seeing, like, these, these black... X mid mid-range decks um i'm not counting vampires there but maybe you could mm-hmm. just a lot of like you know thought Seize, fatal push and you know stuff like sword recently has been awesome um we've been seeing that in a lot of different forms you know we've been seeing versions with artifacts we've been seeing versions with eldrazi we've been seeing versions splashing red mm-hmm. and going like red black i think the graveyard trespasser has been a big part of that mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of those different kind of like mid-range decks and I'm happy to see those back in the format maybe it maybe it'll lead to Siege Rhino being good or something but like mm. I feel like some of the cards we've seen recently are even better than that. Mm. Yeah <laughs> um, if I were to pick one more I would kind of say you know the tribal strategies getting better this year like vampires got a ton and I yeah. think we'll both kind of touch on that. Uh, but Zombies was a real deck, you know, popping in and out mm-hmm, here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd already touched on how Spirits has gotten some nice additions. That's, uh, you know, it's kind of always been solidified in the meta, but I feel like just further that this year, um, kind of the humans decks as well have been showing up uh, recently as well as in Winota in the last two sets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Vampires of Winota, I
1: definitely had that on my list too. The Rebirth.
0: Oh, yeah. We noticed definitely one of those that this year got a big rebirth. You know, maybe I'm picking a third deck here, but uh, mm-hmm. that's definitely a deck that can't get looked over. It really uh, came out of nowhere in the last two sets. It was fine, and then it really uh, it became a deck that, instead of being a roll-the-dice combo deck, it became a, I'm fast and I'm eventually going to win, because you just can't beat a Sika's Chariot mm-hmm. and a million
1: yeah. creatures on the board. <laughs> okay. Right, how about you, Emmett?
0: Yeah. It's... um.
2: I'll start with just adding to Winoda because I think that's probably the most surprising deck of the year for me because it was such, Ooh, yeah not a meme deck, but it was so not good while almost looking good, right? You would play against it and sometimes it would cheese people out, but then it would just crumble mm-hmm. when the opponent had a couple of removal spells. And it doesn't do that anymore, but specifically because of the Midnight Hunt Werewolves, uh, pretty sick love seeing that deck get some love and um that was definitely one thing on my list and then the other one is vampires and i'm gonna do a third after this so but the other one just to touch on as oh, you yeah. said is vampires because black meat Ringe has gotten a bunch of tools to find graveyard decks and and edgar is frankly just insane and it's just everything kind of and and the fact that niv is a smaller part of the format i think um, been mm-hmm. pushed out by mm-hmm. the last deck, which I thought on, which is Phoenix. I think um, has definitely helped vampires go back to being a top dog, which I love.
0: And yeah, now, now Ryan, Ryan, I feel like I need to uh, you know, call out and get some credit here. Is that I said, hey, why don't we just uh, splash white, throw Edgar into our? Yeah, vampires and I said deck. no. And, yeah, so yeah, I feel like you guys, all, you guys all said what? no, and I was like, yeah, this seems like a good idea. When have Let's I ever it.
1: been right? though?
0: <laughs> I mean I was skeptic too until I played versus that
2: card one time and mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, this is insane. Um mm-hmm.
3: yeah, yeah. It's just
2: it's very good. But um I do wanna talk about you know, the elephant in the room, which is Phoenix. Um which mm-hmm. is probably like if you had to choose a best deck for the year, that's definitely the deck I'm choosing. It's I think for yeah. most of the year up until the last set it was head and shoulders above the competition. I think was generally very well, I think very good.
0: Hmm? It include, yeah, including the last set, I'd say probably. I'm not sure anymore, and that's interesting. I
1: think. See, I want to say it was struggle at the beginning of the year. There's other decks that were kind of doing better than it, and then yeah, like you said, the last few deck, few the last few sets, it really came yeah. into its own.
0: Oh yeah, there was certainly a point in Pioneer where you're like, oh man, somebody's still playing Phoenix, like I can't believe they're st- mm-hmm. still trying to make that deck work, that's so cute, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's just this nice little thing, and now it's like, oh man, it is, you know, it is the meta share, it, it's probably still, you know, 15-20% to 20% of the meta. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, my hot take is that since Expressive Iteration, which means Haven, Phoenix was the best yep. deck in the format, up until we got this last set, maybe. Um, consider, I think right. I okay. think it just took us tons of time to get to the right build, and then consider just to get to the next level.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. And it's hard to say if there even is a best build. You know, there is still so much variation mm-hmm. in the blue-red Phoenix decks, including the Phoenixless versions. Including, you know, yeah. the creature base can't even be decided on. Some people are on just Thing of the Ice and Phoenix. Some of them have Drake. Some have mm-hmm. Brazen Bar. Or some have Whole Breacher Horror.
1: You know, it, it gets interesting. All right. Uh did you want to talk any more about those decks uh, Amit? or do you want to throw out any other uh possible new strategies or decks that we saw this year?
2: Yeah, I'd like to mention Ensol for a second.
1: Um uh, the blue white version.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, the blue white version. Oh, that
0: was a good really really good deck for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was.
2: Yeah. I I'm not actually sure what it was pushed out because it was quite like it had a decent Phoenix matchup, and I think it beat out one live. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's like Arcanist maybe pushed it out. Arcanist also had a decent mm-hmm. year, um, but and Soul was a really nice one that also got tons of new tools. And I think it's definitely possible this deck just comes back once we get you know one more good mm-hmm. artifact or someone figures out the right build or something happens.
1: Um, Meta change, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if we get Tempered Steel back in.
2: I, I don't know. Mean. You can't fit that with Lurus, can you? No. That's always the that's always the problem. We need
0: what some
1: you, more zero. Hey, as
0: says. long as we're talking about uh, mm-hmm. you know, almost archetypes that have come back, I feel like control has had a really good year. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a Blue few different black forms. Especially. Like I feel that I was, you know, Blue Black, I think recently getting some some nice pieces. Like they, they liked consider and that didn't quite put them into the range. I feel like some of the most recent additions, you know, again, like Soren, yep. um the other yeah. like black mid range stuff um But blue white, I feel like really birthed from nothing this year. Like I, I thought that it was a, kind of a fringe build of control mm-hmm. up until twenty twenty one, and it's gotten a lot of things that have really helped this year. You know, consider is definitely part of it, but I think that fateful Absence has been huge for the deck. Mm-hmm. um I think the mana has gotten better for them. Uh, well, they've been Sunset just positioned. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sunset Revel even sideboard. They've been positioned pretty well, and I think it's put them in a great spot. Um, as far as being one of the top control decks of the year, mm-hmm. which is really cool to see. Um, mm-hmm. And even, you know, maybe there's some other builds still floating around, like you've seen some blue-red controlish decks, but mm-hmm. uh, I do think mostly blue-black, white-blue um, have had a good year, and I think that that's nice to
1: see. Mm. Um, if we're just kind of like filling in the gaps here, uh, I want to say Bard class. It was a flash mm. in the pan for a couple <laughs> weeks, but I still think it's viable, and, you know, we have stuff like Mox Amber, and um, you know a lot of other good two, two and three um, legendary creatures, and then I think it's here to stay. So I'm, I'm excited. You know that that card came out this year, and that strategy came out as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, the actual Bard class deck kind of has fallen away, but red green I think is doing better than ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: It's been doing reasonably well.
1: But I'm saying if it's a new strategy yeah you know not not necessarily a mm. good strategy but a new strategy <laughs> i mean i like the strategy uh, I'm i have follow-up question just kind of off mm. topic
2: but if we ban either Gus tomorrow how many new Ooh, decks yeah. are oh viable goodness.
0: Ooh, it's
2: like all of them
1: that's a wild uh <laughs> my mono red suggestion. devotion deck yeah I mean, scales i don't know <laughs>
2: honestly it's like gust and dispute between the two of them just hold back so much of the format it's insane mm-hmm. um, the possible mm-hmm. format i guess and i think i like having dispute mm-hmm. in the format just so we don't all die to five color niv but uh, mm-hmm. but gust might <laughs> just i don't know we know that would crush phoenix if phoenix didn't have access to gust i think so mm. yeah. oh
0: that would be terrifying yeah yeah
2: Oh, you need to Make beat this cherry off. Instead
0: you of can't. two. Yeah. Alchemy, right? Oh, yeah. Just alchemy nerf yeah. it. <laughs> <Got> it. <Reverse laughs> alchemy. Nerf. We were talking about that last week again.
2: Yeah, um, Yeah,
0: but uh is definitely a card. Yeah. yeah. As long as we're mentioning a new decks that kind of came out this year, is that um, the... Book of Exalted yeah. Deeds is a new card from this year, mm-hmm. as well as any of the snow cards should all be uh, within this year. Well, yeah. So like those black, white, nice. mid-range. Yeah. And I guess that kind of is coming to a card, but that, that is an archetype, you know, yeah, anything combo. that has the uh, that Book of Exalted Deeds combo, as well as kind of just like the black, white, Yorian mid-range piles. Um, I mm-hmm. think those are all kind of new mm-hmm. this year.
1: Uh, I don't know. Is, is the green, white, cocoa kind of part of the book combo or, or mm-hmm. what? I think more or
0: less than no. You know, there was a flash in the pan where people were playing Angels, and I'm a little surprised that it died off completely. Mm-hmm. You know, that always had a strong Phoenix matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how they're—maybe they're weak against, you know, Fatal Push decks, though. Yeah. So, like, blue-black. I think and... they just couldn't well, beat all of the...
2: like a mid-range deck in 100 years.
0: Like, a real mm-hmm. f- yeah. full-on mid-range deck.
2: I think they had trouble with that. Maybe
0: well, like like vampires right now, no. or a lot of the you know, like Miv. I said, you know, the the fatal push mid range decks. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, even five hundred okay. if you just they they run Valky and you just kind of die. Um,
0: Ooh, that seems tough.
1: Well, it sounds uh, like we're jumping into a lot of cards. So We just move yeah. on to the next topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we oh we've moved on. We've been okay. <laughs> <on. laughs> then yeah, do you want to you, you want to talk more about Valkyrie than uh, Ammit about so the next topic? What are the best cards from twenty twenty one? Ooh.
2: I have a bunch of them, but I'll, like, I'll do Valky and another one, and then I'll just let you do mm-hmm. your thing. So Valky was... Uh, I mean, I think it's interesting. We were talking about and Dispute, and I think without Phoenix and Dispute, Niv would just be by far the best deck in the format. Um, ever since it got Valky, its endgame just became even more impossible to beat, yeah. and it puts you in such a tough spot where you have to play for the turn 5, and it's very difficult to play to beat the dragon Niv-Mizzet itself, and then a Planeswalker that eats your threats and, and mm-hmm. gets Card of Endage and a mass removal. Like, you have to juggle the three. Um, and I do think Valky yeah. was a great addition with that deck. Uh, it's kind of sad that it was a flash in the pan in Arcanist. You just never get to seven mana, but... Um, yeah. Definitely definitely a good addition for that deck. And in retrospect, I'm kind of happy they have it because they needed a power boost for Niv. Um, hmm. I think at least, and I mean be... that.
1: Mm-hmm. Good. I was gonna say, should we just kind of talk about all the cards that that Niv got? Hmm. So I can. think Niv got a couple couple good cards. Like uh, Vanishing Verse is another good one. Mm-hmm. That's the second biggest one. That's Vanishing true
2: one this yeah. year. Verse mm-hmm. just solves so many problems for Niv. Um, very nice. And, and I've seen uh, I've, I've run into decks running like Niv running Expressive Iteration and Golf Spiral.
0: Which mm-hmm.
2: I don't know if it's worth it, but they're doing it, so
0: <laughs> Yeah, you know, you kinda have to make your make make up your mind there on what you wanna play, but I think those are both reasonable.
3: hmm Yeah.
1: Uh, okay, so you players, had Valky, what was the other yeah. your other card?
2: Okay, so I'm kinda cheating. It's um the Mendlands and the Stolens. So the the D and D, you know, Dun of the Bugbear, Hall of the Storm, Giant yep. Lands, and <laughs> The new Slowlands from Midnight Hunt and um, Crimson Vow mm-hmm. have all been very good. Like, I think they're good to the level of big archetype changing. Um, mm-hmm. And I really dismissed both of them at first look. So that's definitely not a good card evaluation for me. But mana in Pioneer is really <laughs> difficult. Using your mana is really difficult. And these decks just solve these problems.
1: I would say that aside from the white one they all see play. Yeah, the white yeah. one's kind of unfortunate. w how did white get so
0: shafted there? Yeah. It's, like it's not like a 3-4 just doesn't yeah. block anything.
2: It's not even a bad land, I think. It's just that white decks don't really want to do that like Yeah. They either don't have the space yeah. for menlands, or they're just not very good, I guess.
1: Mm. Yeah, white lands. If you're mm-hmm. paying that mana, usually you just get something like the uh, castle, Ardenvale, whatever that just keeps on, mm-hmm. you know, pumping out one ones. You're 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 happier with that than having a, a land that gets destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, the the Hydra land he's play in mono green. I want to say, and I think some control mm-hmm. decks are running the uh, Kraken one. It, it, plus, he's playing Minota yeah. as well. Yeah, the mono yeah, green. Mm-hmm. yeah. One, of course, too. really good. Mm-hmm. Imagine having
2: a lens hide-
0: Who's
1: playing the hive uh, yep. tyrants now? Oh, a lot of yeah. decks are playing. Everybody deck.
0: Anything that's black mm-hmm. axe.
1: Yeah, yeah, I need to relook or take a look at my waste knot deck again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sure. like I said, black red midrange right now. Yeah. Yeah. Go go run a hand with this simulationist pass. Yep.
2: Imagine exactly. curving waste knot into Graveyard vertex and they're like yeah. trying to a
1: trespass, Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Really yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
2: I keep calling oh, it graveyard exciting. trespasser.
0: I don't know what's the name. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, you might be right. It might be graveyard trespasser. And I think the, the, the set reverse side is
1: graveyard something, but the front oh, side great. is cemetery because I know. I no, no, no.
0: It is graveyard. It's graveyard trespasser because okay. it's not part of the cemetery
1: cycle from yeah. Midnight
0: Hunt. Oh, right. For
1: sure. Or from Crimson Vow From Crimson Vow. I thought I was looking for graveyard and I couldn't find it. So I was like, oh, it's cemetery okay no no it's such a weird hey, right, card um, it's
2: weird calling a card that references the graveyard like put graveyard in its name it's just super weird to me
1: it's also a werewolf yeah <laughs> so you said man lands and the other one was what was the other land cycle the uh the newer like the um,
2: lands. yeah they're coming to play untapped if, if you it's have land to. three or more
1: okay i see oh yeah i
2: like those should
1: we continue on lands uh kevin or do you want me to take those or do you want to take them Ooh, yeah! If you had any more for lands, what do you what do you uh, want to talk about? Baseless Haven. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's a decent one. Yeah. Especially in like you said, tribal decks became really strong this year, and uh, I would say this really helped out mono black vampires a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, uh, Emmett can uh, attest to that, and uh, of course the pathways uh, from Kaldeheim, They finished off the cycle. Oh right. What did we get? Mm, yeah. Did we get black for red them. and did we get white blue as well in Kalheim? Here, if we're going to
0: pick one, we're going to pick the allied color one that we didn't get previously. So we got blue-white
1: um, I mean, blue, white, we didn't have. Yeah.
0: Pre- blue-white and black-red we didn't have previously. And then, of course, the green-black green, and red blue, as well. green right? All of those are a step behind. No, green-red we had okay.
1: last year, you know, end of last year. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Those are yeah, huge. all those really helped out mana bases. Mm-hmm.
2: And it's actually we say... talking about it, right?
1: Yeah, we have been. Mm-hmm. So uh, next, uh, Kevin, what what other Ooh, okay. cards do you think were the best ones to come out of 2021?
0: All right, so I've got a couple of uh, little ones is that, you know, I was looking kind of by set and, okay, if I'm looking Strixhaven, best card in Strixhaven might be an uncommon for me, Expressive Iteration. Yep. You know, we already mentioned yeah. it, but... New card this year. Um, I almost wanted to be like, man, can I find a, an uncommon that's the best from every set? Mm-hmm. Couldn't quite do that. But uh, you know, looking at the D and D Forgotten Realm set, Prosperous Innkeeper, I feel like needs a shout out because it has been a key card, surprisingly, in Pioneer mm-hmm. for both the Winota decks as well as the like Jun Citadel, Jun
1: Sacrifice decks. Mm-hmm. So that's been a big pickup for me. Yeah, I guess maybe yeah. I should change it from I should change it from best cards to breakout cards Ooh, of twenty twenty one. But if, if you want to Let's keep going see. with Uncommons, I mean, there's a bunch we could talk about, you know, like a Portable Hole.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another that's another one from D&D, big one there. Um, Consider. Ooh, I don't know if I did pick one, you know, that's... Consider, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Consider, play with fire. Yep. Play with yeah, fire. Play with fire. It's uh, been responded. a good year for Uncommons. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm uh, Bard class <laughs> is also I mean. an
2: Uncommon, right?
0: Is it? Oh, uh, is it? I know that there was a rare and an uncommon from each, so I don't recall exactly. All right, I don't have an uncommon from the latest set that I'm like, oh, about, but mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, no, uh, you, you can keep going. Like I'll bounce off when I find some more ideas. If well, I Well, you know, we talked about Bard class. How about Ranger class?
3: Mm-mm.
0: Ooh, that's that's a good one. That is a really good card. So Ranger class has been a big card for a few decks. Um, and yeah, you know, I might as well call it out because we've mentioned it. Just that, that Cemetery, not Cemetery, Graveyard Trespasser has been
1: the card for me that I think
0: brought back black mid-range. And I love that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll definitely have to try that out. I I, I kind of, uh, how can I say, uh, I wouldn't say forgot about it. You've overlooked it? I've overlooked it time and time again, and I need to take a look at it again. Um, yeah, so yeah, Ranger really class, Bard was class. Was it, mm-hmm. mm. Go ahead.
2: I would to say about the Trespasser that it's, it's a card I didn't even, like I didn't even read the card I'll put in someone cast it against me two days ago. And I was like, wow, this is insane. Like, how haven't we been mm-hmm. playing this for <laughs> the past two months? And, um, yeah. It's been really impressive.
1: Yeah, it's hard to get rid of if, uh, you're throwing all your yeah. hand onto the battlefield.
2: And pressure in you know, graveyard but... just huge.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, we got some more big cards. I think we should talk about. You know, Kevin was talking about how he was really excited about Soren the Mirthless showing up in the last mm-hmm. set. So I think that's. I mean, it's kind of a a late entry into the Oscars of Pioneer, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, I think I, I think it'll end up being one of the best cards, uh, mid range cards at least in Pioneer in the next year. So definitely Soren. Mm-hmm. So happy about that. Yeah. Um, what else? I... Uh, what other?
2: I'll give you an anecdote, if I may. Today,
1: mm-hmm. I
2: mm-hmm. found out the Sorin 2 doesn't put a literal Nighthawk into play by attacking with the token into a visit. Oh. It has no Oh, left-touch. no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm. Yep, yep.
2: Still won that game, but, you know.
0: Uh...
2: <laughs> so that's why. Yeah,
0: cause people were like, oh, it's a, it's a Vampire Nighthawk with Bob's ability, but no, not quite. No. Not quite. Yeah um uh, oh hey there we go okay mm-hmm. if we're going uncommons uh you know strixhaven might have competition in best uncommon in Goblin. Mm-hmm. yeah how have we not mentioned that yet that has been a huge piece for this year uh, to answer all the graveyard decks it, it's just such a good card mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where like pioneer was seeing a lot of things like Tormod's Crypt played because we didn't have other graveyard options but we're a slow enough format that like Tormat script being negative one card advantage was huge whereas go blank is plus one card advantage and that's why it just sees so much play mm-hmm. it's it's great like that man just bangers all year for uh mid-range black decks really
3: mm-hmm.
1: um uh escus chariot's another big one oh, from yeah. Kelheim. yeah we were talking about huge. Yeah. a lot of things that have helped out uh Winota, Winota specifically yeah. yeah so that's a really really big card so bad that they had to nerf it oh, sorry. Yep, Massacre. <laughs> nerf. yep
2: I saw the nerf of that I was like so now it costs less to crew sure that's a nerf um, huh. <laughs> yeah I'm sorry but yeah, yeah Mith- is uh, is a pet card of mine and I'm super glad I got to play it So.
1: And didn't oh, you yeah. call it out as like one of the best cards from the new set like when we were doing like the set review or like after it
2: hmm. I don't think I did
1: we got to look at Weed hook decks again, Amit, because I know
0: you were, you know, I, I, we were focused on Luris, but I feel like maybe we got to take some
1: Loth in there. Yeah, so maybe what? we like talk to you afterwards. And you're like, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs>
0: the uh, The yeah. five mana planeswalker, the black, the Spider God. Oh, you know that mm-hmm. plus the you know the six mana Liliana. Maybe you know, mm-hmm. there's
1: something there probably. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, all right. So 100%. we get a couple more. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Now, as I was gonna say, do you do you guys want to talk? I have a couple more if you guys uh wanna go again. Yeah, record. go for
0: it. We haven't uh, we haven't heard what you got.
1: Um uh again, I'm just kinda of going with like recently with our recent guests, like, you know, uh Martin or Harry thirteen. You know, he was talking about Soren being really good, and I agreed with that. Also Holebreaker horror, which I believe um mm-hmm. um what was it? Uh uh not nobody knows I'm a dog, but um
2: Sneaky Misato? Uh,
1: no 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 sorry. Uh MonoGreen, uh the wishboard person. Uh sorry. We have mono <laughs> green, <laughs> the one of our person. guests. Uh, oh, James of there we go. James of oh, pulled oh, called out go. the whole break horror as one of his like pet, pet cards for the new um for that new set. And, and it's been showing up. Yeah, it's been showing up It's been really good for control players out there.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm still skeptical. I don't know how what it's got over like Coma, but it, it does seem to be doing the trick. And Koma's another good one, if you want to talk about that, Kevin. Oh, no. Koma's just a big dumb beater. I love it, but
1: no. <laughs> Is that an Omnath? They, an Omnath hit? No, I'm just saying, it was Koma in Omnath? Like, what decks did it show up in? Like, Yeah, it was a Omnath's sideboard
2: card Omnath. for Omnath decks, I think.
1: Hmm.
2: Or maybe even a main Omnath? deck card.
1: So that took a big hit. So we lost that strategy. Pretty right?
2: Much, yeah. Oh, we had Jeskai Ascendancy this year, didn't we? Four Ascendancy at some point.
0: Yeah, that's been, you know, it's been another one of those taking advantage
1: of some of the better draw spells we've seen, I think.
0: Yeah.
1: Is, that, is that a... But is that a new deck or is that because it was in Frontier, never really saw play in Pioneer at all and I was just back. It, it did early on and then we saw some bans and yeah. it, uh, it
0: it's it's been around. Yeah. Okay. Um
2: we we just got Thalia and it hasn't been making grief yeah. so far, but yeah. I expected it would at some point.
1: I think so too.
0: Yeah. I think we still need another piece or two to have like a true um hate pairs kind of deck, but it's, def- it's definitely not you know,
1: it, it's not a miss. It's
0: it's definitely showing up uh, a non-zero amount.
1: Do you guys think any other uh, um, Winota pieces deserve to be talked about as best cards from 2021 other than Eska Maybe Straits? Maybe not Winota.
0: I feel like humans got some pieces this year though that have helped helped it kind of stay together. Like I, I'm not sure exactly what, and I'm just trying to think like uh, elite you know, maybe the silver Binder? quill. Yeah, oh yeah, elite spellbinder. Mm-hmm. There we go, elite spellbinder as well as like the black white. Is to... the silver quill silencer? Yeah, I think both
1: have of kind play. of been showing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spellbinder was really good, and I, I mean I think Tovalar's Huntmaster is really good too. I think it's a great hit for Winota decks.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, for like sure. you basically get a graveyard a titan or whatever it's called
2: uh great titan yeah it's the whole i really yeah. like how they redid the new day night mechanic from what it was before mm-hmm. it's uh i think it's easier mm-hmm. to follow now and i like the pressure it puts on opponents once like versus control you just trigger day night once and then they're kind of under mm-hmm. the gun off playing spells and uh, mm-hmm. i'm really liking it oh yeah
0: trying to double spell on their own turn as control is mm-hmm. tricky
2: yeah, it's like, and you and guys, you trigger day, night, and then they pass the turn, and suddenly you play your creature, and it's already on the good side. And that's just mm-hmm. terrifying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you guys have any other cards, or do you want me to finish this off? I mean, up to you guys, if you have another one you want to talk about. You keep going.
0: I'm, I'm scouting through to see if there's anything I missed, but... Uh, uh, old, well, old Growth Troll.
2: Oh, that's a, that's a great one. one, yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, green, really, like I said, green-red took off, but green as well really took off with, like, the uh, aspect of the Hydra-type deck. You know, like, that sort of thing yeah. kind of came about because of cards like Old Growth Troll and Steel Leaf Champion. So
2: Yeah. Troll just being another really good beater and Resilient to removal just really mm-hmm. made that deck better. 4-4 Trample, right? Yeah, and when it dies, you get either to use it as ramp or just make another 4-4 mm-hmm. Trample. It's just so good.
0: Yep, yep. Hey, I- and in Pioneer, especially, our ramp decks often have Nykthos, and it still gets the uh, the three green mm-hmm. pips when it's uh, in that graveyard, or attached to a card, so that that's huge. Right. Um, you know what's kind of been a, a big loser for me this year is, uh, I don't feel like there's been really any artifacts that I'm... Okay, non-colored artifacts, mm-hmm. because uh, I think a Seekha's Cherry Chariot's definitely the best artifact of the year, but then I'm like, man, what has there been <laughs> as far as artifacts Kind of nothing. Yeah, I mean, coming
1: back with colored? the Phyrexia Reborn.
2: If you're talking colored artifacts. Maybe there's been
0: some better colored ones, yeah.
2: Like purple hole, black stuff of Waterdeep and Book of Deeds. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Orologist yeah, all just super good. But I agree, we haven't seen I haven't seen a colorless artifact cast in a while.
1: Well, let me ask you this real quick, going off on a tangent. If we do get better uh, artifacts, you know, in the future, will we see a resurgence of those, like, mono green uh, wishboard decks with Karn? Would those oh, get better if we got some powerful artifacts? That's cards? what you mean
2: with wishboard. Maybe. Okay. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I was a of wishes, what are we doing here? But no, okay.
0: That sounds wild. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I think that I'm, I'm excited to see that deck come back if we get, like, one or two really good artifacts.
2: I, w- I want to see Ingenious Smith being cast in the format, honestly.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, it was a part of the Insult deck, I think.
1: Yeah. But, yeah.
2: but it's just, it's a really cool card. I just enjoy two drops of draw cards, so. Mm-hmm, yeah.
0: Maybe we can get a ballista unbend, and then we can I see hope that MC so. play. Oh man, wow. <laughs> Please, ballista uh that 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 would mean yeah, that would mean no more uh Heliod, but I'm okay with that.
1: You have any other cards you want to talk about, Kevin? Uh
0: I think I'm okay unless if I spot anything else here.
1: How about you, uh, Emmett? Do You have anything else you want to talk about?
2: Last one, three mana chandra, the new one. Looks pretty good so far.
1: Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's fair. Maybe
0: I'll shout out all of the flashback cards. You know, like Elvatic Generation mostly, but like there's a couple mm-hmm. others that see play. Um, right of Oblivion, Faithful Mending.
1: My my final pick is going to be Faithful Absence. Mm-hmm. We, okay. we said White has been in dire need of a good removal spell, especially at instant speed. And like we said, we got the one mana um, portable hole, and now we have the instant speed. We got Faithful Absence, so I think that's going to be one of my my uh, favorite cards that came out of 2021. Um, yeah, we can move on to the next topic if that's okay. Yeah, what you got? So two more topics here. So the next one is the biggest thing to come out of Pioneer this year. So we already kind of talked about the bands. I think that was like one of the biggest mm. things to hit us this year. But what else? What What other things do you think... You know kind of help to put pioneer on on the map or to you know show the map to more people i guess
2: i have a, an interesting this? opinion about this i think mm-hmm. so Fine. okay i actually think what really helped pioneer is two things and one it's is how expensive modern has become and two yeah. is how unplayable standard and historic are and Yep. Really, People are just it's kind of funny to say they're pushed into the format and into Pioneer because they can't afford to play modern decks because they all cost like four hundred dollars or something. And then Oh, four hundred is cheap. Or they can't
0: More like four, they can't afford to play historic decks because they don't have four hundred hours to grind out the cards. Exactly. Yep.
2: Yep. And standard has been played to death. Like no one wants to play that mm-hmm. format really. And and it they solved Pioneer. like a month. <laughs> Yeah, and, and then people are playing Pioneer, they're like, Oh, this is actually good. Like I've seen people on Twitter mm-hmm. just go like I don't the the sentiment these past two months have been like, Wow, this format is actually good. We enjoy playing it. I'm mm-hmm. like, Yeah, thank you for coming. We've been here a while. Uh, yeah. but it's I've seen this. I,
0: I was gonna say paper coming back has been huge for Pioneer, mm-hmm. and I think that what I was gonna say for you know t- biggest thing for me, Pioneer, is we got a whole set of challenger decks in Pioneer yep. and mm-hmm. it's you know, maybe it's it's tied into other things going on, but people have been going back to stores and playing Pioneer, and that's awesome.
1: Yeah, and know some people are still struggling, but also some places are thriving. So, eventually mm-hmm. it'll get better, hopefully, you know, by next year. But, uh, yeah, definitely the Challenger decks. Uh, I would say... One of I've the... got a cute
0: question yeah. here for uh, for if you're looking for... Other than something that we've made, so uh, you know our podcast and the tech team, if we're going to count that um, for for Amit here, what's the best uh,
1: pioneer content you saw or read or watched this year? Mm,
0: that's
1: a good one. I mean, for, for me, it's all the streaming. Uh, you know, it's Amit, it's Claudio, it's Martin, it's you know all all of the stuff that's appearing on Twitch. I think has helped out a lot when nobody else was streaming. You guys were there. And that kind of helped keep it afloat, I think, and keep people interested in it. And now everybody's streaming it. So, shout out to all my streamers. That's good. Streamers, <laughs> yeah.
3: let's go.
2: Do you want to go first, Kevin? I still have to think because I have so yeah.
0: Um. Sure. I, I feel like for me, you know, I want to say that shout out to Darth Jason has been putting out a lot mm-hmm. of content. You know, he streams mm-hmm. on Twitch and then he's been putting those onto YouTube. So, that's big. It's been a... Examples for a lot of deck. You know, Tyrant of Tales as well. Got to get a shout out for him too. Uh, and then I feel like one of my favorite articles of the entire year, it was on a Faithless Brewing, was a David Robertson article about like the six pillars of Pioneer. I thought that was just such a good article. I would uh, suggest that to anyone if you haven't read it.
2: I haven't said it. it I, I know we tweeted it out
0: at some point, but.
3: Hmm. You
0: know, I'll, I'll shoot that out because I thought it was a really good, uh, I thought that was a really good article and continues to, I think, ring true.
3: Hmm.
2: So I want to say something. Um, I mean, I agree with both of you. The streaming has been great. It was so much fun just watching people play big events and stuff. And and the articles and the focus. But I think it's like the grinders, the real hardcore MTGO grinders getting into Pioneer has generated content in some different mediums. Like I know Gul Dukat has been writing some articles and... Than like Mm -hmm. some of the zoomers type you know just post their lists and their sideboard guides and stuff like this it's like it's really driving the engagement of the format in a way that content that demands more time doesn't and Mm -hmm. it's just it's just generating you know discussions which is great in my opinion
1: and i do want to kind of say this real quick you know we talked about all these people that are supporting it and i feel really disappointed in all of the major companies you know like channel fireball and You know, Star City and all of these, you know, whatever big, big content producers have not talked about it at all. And I think like almost. I don't think
0: that's they. I don't think
1: that's totally fair. I mean, we did have
0: we. You know, we got a um SCG versus Live that was doing binary. You know. (laughs) Empty <laughs> Goldfish Seth has been going on and uh, looking at Pioneer. You know they've been uh, coordinating with I think the Crew Three podcast and doing putting out some content every but, like, set. So. How
1: long did everybody have to be, like Pioneer content, Pioneer content, Pioneer content? And like they're talking about like flesh and blood and, and like all this other stuff. And I know they're trying to make money, but come on. Well, yeah, we're affordable, so they want to sell the uh, the exactly. modern cards that are <laughs> <laughs> or something other than Magic. So that's that really disappointed me this year. Like I said, all of the stuff that has come or the, the places that so I can say the place that pioneer is now is because of people like, you know, Amit and Martin on streams and because of people like, you know, the crew three podcast and us and, and everybody else that, you know, we've been putting a lot of hard work and the people that, you know, that fight back against everybody online that keeps, all, keeps the meme of uh, pioneers over here, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> All those people I want to give a big shout out to and a big thank you to. Absolutely. Thank you for everyone in
0: Pioneer. Yeah, <laughs> um, and and That almost seems like a place to wrap up the show. Did you have one more
1: question for us? Yeah, you know, I was going to say, gonna... you know, this is the end of 2021. Where are we going to be at the end of 2022? What, where What's going to happen to Pioneer next year?
0: I, I, I'm doubtful that we'll survive without another shakeup. I'm looking forward to seeing what the new sets are bringing. Some really exciting sets should be coming. Hoping for some cool stuff. Um, you know, it's so hard to say. I'm gonna guess that. um No, I don't know. I, g- come back to me. I want to. Okay. I want to think of some kind of something really bold as a guess. <laughs> and do you need more time or do you want to go?
2: Oh, I can go because I have a really bold prediction. Yeah. Uh, I think What's by the end things? of next year, yeah, I'm gonna what? steal your thunder, Kevin. Uh, I think by the end of next year, Pioneer is gonna be the second most played format after Modern. That's where I think we're yeah. going. Uh, maybe oh, legacy, you know, third after legacy and modern. Sure, you can't beat the boomers, but um, in general, I do think that like standard has become pretty boring with it just being sold really fast and Urbina just being honestly not the greatest platform to play on. And historic is, in my opinion, a one big mess. And yeah. and we just, I mean, Pioneer is looking better, and I don't even think we need a shakeup. I think this metagame is gonna be pretty balanced i mean i think it's going to fluctuate between a few decks and unless they print something that breaks the format i just think we're in a good spot and i hope more people catch up and positive sentiment just continues
1: so, well,
0: that's just too nice of a thing. But I can't argue with that. I was going to be like, okay, well then my bold prediction will be the opposite. No, um, <laughs> I'll just try and pick something completely random and call it my bold prediction. I'm going to say Dragon's Deck Tier One huh. by the end of 2022. <laughs> well, I'm <just> saying Pioneer. <laughs> Let's Pernier go for it. I don't know. Formats. Come on. Not, <laughs> nope, a- nope. I'm going. I'm going specific. No, I don't have anything super bold. I think uh, I'm going to keep playing Pioneer pretty much no matter what happens. So uh, that's my prediction. Is that I'm going to be loving it this year, loving it next year and loving it until the end of
1: time. So I'm going to go off and say that finally the big, uh, content producers coming around, um, I think Star City Games will be doing a lot of IQs and uh, invitationals and all these other uh, events with Pioneer. We'll see a couple more of those. We didn't see any this year, really. We only saw like one event, I think. And then, uh, of course, you know, Hallelujah is going to be keeping it up here in Japan. Uh, they pretty much sold out of their last one. They maxed out like 170 before some people dropped and it got down like to 166. But still, hmm. I think, you know, their Gotta Pioneer uh, events will get like 200 plus people um you know the i i said before that you know this year is probably gonna be the or sorry the end of the year we'd see a lot more paper and like next year is gonna be the year of pioneer like you said the cost of of modern is going to make it you know when people return to paper and they want to play in a paper format that cost of, of modern is going to keep them out and no one's going to want to play uh standard because standard and in, in in drafting as well are only Basically for like PPTQ or like other like organized play uh, type things, it's not fun as a casual format. And until they fix that, people are going to be enjoying like well, they're going to enjoy playing Modern Legacy, but they're also going to be enjoying playing Pioneer, especially mm-hmm. if they're getting into a new uh, Eternal format. So, so kind of kind of goes along with what you said, Amit, about you know it being one of the the, the best formats in, in Magic next year. So, all right. That's it. For me. And it's the
0: best format right yeah. now. What are we talking yeah, about? Uh, we so let, let's go ahead and wrap up our show here. Just uh, that seems like a nice place to end it with some positivity, some fun, and a look to the future as we finish looking back on the year of 2021 in review. We are the First Pioneers Podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed this kind of content and you would like to hear more about next year. If you want to give an opinion on anything mm. that we talked about today, go ahead and tweet us out at MTG Pioneer is the best place to reach us. And you can find a link to our Discord there. Discuss the show. Get up to date on Decklist News jank whatever whatever we put on there you'll uh, be the first one
1: to see it yep and you guys can find me on Twitter at yo japan I, again I changed my name just to make it easier mm. to uh to find me on there with all my other content on my other platforms and I'm really excited to hear what everybody else's predictions are for 2022 so definitely hop into the discord and uh you know post your thoughts in there and amit how about you any uh, shout outs uh, any socials
2: yeah so you can catch me at Ekeros, MTG, that's E K E R O S S MTG, both on Twitch and on Twitter. I do stream sometimes and I pay to do more often. And oh, you can also check out the TAC Patreon, that would be T A C Patreon. Um, it's a bunch of, uh, you know, MTGO grinders focusing on Pioneer and producing content. So if you like that, come check the sideboard guys out.
0: Mm. Absolutely. Great content there. Thank you guys so much for listening. We are. You know, we wouldn't exist if it weren't for our fans. So thank Mm -hmm. you guys all, and we hope you have a great end of the year. We are the first pioneers podcast, and because it's the end of the year, we are pioneering
1: out. Yay, that's better.